As a 35-year-old man, you are listening to the Claim of Throne Blodgecast. This is episode number two of 2020. Yeah. And I did finish my evening yesterday. And before that happened, I listened to Bobby Osinski's predictions for 2020. Did you? What's yeah. he got to say? Quite a lot of interesting things. A couple of them that he's been predicting for the last five years that haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually downloaded I was almost tricked into it. Downloaded it because it said... He predicted Avid's dominance, Avid being the company who does Pro Tools. Okay. I was like, as if, mate. And then I listened to it yeah. and he's like, no, 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 other companies will be chipping away at Avid's dominance. And I right. was like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Wasn't his claim to fame with predictions the streaming world? Oh, yeah. And that. singles, you know, releasing yeah. singles is a better way of making money and stuff. There's this other guy. Oh, by the way, I'm Cabba from Claim of Thrones. Good to be here. Um, <laughs> This guy who has music marketing manifesto, can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but his yeah his prediction every year after year is email marketing, um, which is fine. He which said this I as well. tend to agree with, but like a um, return to email marketing. Yeah, kinda. That's what Bobby said this year too. It's funny, eh? Hey, like since stopping doing band tools, I've just also stopped listening to every music related podcast that I used to really enjoy. Yeah, okay. I think I was just over it. I could possibly be a New Year's resolution for me. Bantles? Yeah. Um, well, both more so just getting interested in it again. Um, but definitely want to do another. If I could release a Bantles episode this year, that would be really exciting. <laughs> However, it's not at the top of the priority list. Yeah. I don't want to get all sidetracked and have all these fucking million different projects going on. I want to get music done first. So on last week's episode, when we talked together last week. Today, yeah. Today, um, we talked about our top lists and goals for this year and Mm. we kind of started talking about Tom Thumb and that was great. Yeah. But the band tools is on my list and Mm. part of that is like, you know, like making music shitty podcast that's still online somewhere. You can stream episodes of it from some other cunt who's hosted it despite me deleting it from the original source. Crazy. Cool. Yeah. So don't look for that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> the idea of that was that I would be so productive that in the throes of doing shit, I would just be able to talk about it and basically do a diary, like wrap up what I was talking about. Mm. Way too overproduced, way too much tried to do content for the sake of content. Stupid, right? Bantles, really good at planning things, talking about things that were relevant at the time to whatever you were doing, but being able to structure it without feeling like it was this dumb, shitty, forced structure. Mm. Tom Thumb is the fucking glue that binds all of this because Mm. that is a perfect example of being able to talk about something we're doing that's like has a million things you can action, right? Mm. I want to turn Harvest Trial Recording into the thing that kickstarts Bantles again. Oh, okay. That's my plan. All right. That works for me. Yeah. I like it. And, yeah, as we, we've discussed previously, I think it would be beneficial having someone else on board to keep me a bit more interested in it again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just reluctant committing to things when just knowing what happened like a year ago when I just decided to stop doing everything was just because there was just too many things going on and I just didn't know what direction or erection to take. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
get Harvest Trail out, get a Claim the Throne written. But do a podge. I think the real trick is banking episodes. Mm. So something we do not do in Claim the Throne. Well, we kind of do, but we just release them all in one hit, which you'll be experiencing today on the Claim the Throne podcast coming on you with the fucking whatever. <laughs> I reckon if we can just be cognizant of what we're doing while we're achieving the things we want to do and maybe like, okay, that track list, a few of those emails I've sent to yourself and Ian – just putting them aside and they just become the show notes yeah. and they become the episodes and just like as we go, just filing them in the right spots yeah. and either either record the stuff if I've got a spare half an hour, I'll do something or whatever. If not, that's our content for down the track and we can talk about all the other things, the playing the gig or the blah, blah, blah. Just making sure we have a solid product to provide to people as yeah. well, like a resource yeah, yeah. outside of just the episodes. And, and just not um, doing it at the time we're actually trying to be creative or mm. productive or whatever. Okay. More as a retrospective thing but just being really aware of it at the time rather than trying to like, what was it we did back then? You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my little fucking... I dig. And do more blogcasts as well. These are good. For sure. I would... For the first time ever, love to do an average. It's not going to happen an episode a week, but I want an average of an episode a week over a year. That's my goal with this fucking piece of shit podcast. Yeah. Last episode, we didn't talk about albums of the week. Um, Maybe it's worth talking about albums of the year. Absolutely. It's the end of the year and in classic Ash style, I imagine it will be albums that weren't actually released last year, but the ones that you did listen to. Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Did did I get Evil Empire on the previous year's list? Not that I recall. That got heavy rotation for me this year. Wow. Yeah, big time. I only listened to it a day ago, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. If that was early in the year, quite a So, were one. you excited about the Rage Against the Machine return? Didn't don't give care. two fucks about it. I've never seen Rage Against the Machine live. I don't know about you. No, I haven't. They're either. one band I always enjoyed their live VHSs back in the day. Right. And always wanted to see them and never got the chance. So, Will? Now they're back. Don't know. Is it like Download or something? or? Oh, they. I don't know. A whole bunch of American shows. Australian shows though? I think there's rumours, but not officially confirmed yet. Right. Fleetwood Mac. If they played it download, I would go to that, I guess. Yeah. Did You You didn't go last year? No. Yeah. I don't think they'll be playing this year. But mm. Anyway, Evil Empire, eh? Very different to the self-titled. Totally. Um, another, like one of the main reasons is I probably sniffed along some fucking blodge or something saying that they recorded in a rehearsal room. They were jamming and things were going well. And then they're like, why don't we just record here? Mm. And a little bit different because they're a major label band who'd just gone platinum two years before. So they actually like knocked down the fucking wall between one control, oh, sorry, one rehearsal room and the other and made a control room in the second room. But I don't think they put glass up or anything. They were just looking through the wall at each other. Mm-hmm. And um, minimal, uh, not minimal miking, but just like conservative miking. I think that's a big thing for me as well is that I've been doing, trying to do all this minimal, minimalist miking bullshit on drums and stuff. But it's always missing something. 
but then the other extreme is just too much. I don't even have the channels. So like that Rage Against the Machine is like a bit of a balance. Like yeah. you cut some corners, you do a bit of this and that, but as long as the playing's good and the mics are in the right spot, it sounds pretty live to me. I'm not surprised you like that one. The drums and the bass both pop big time in that and it is probably moderately comparable to Chili's and you do um, Same bloke. go back to them a lot. Oh, really? I didn't yep. even know that. Yep. Okay. So you hear what I hear. Can I can I do some predictions? Please. Borknagar for you. <laughs> That's in there, yeah. That's in there? I haven't even thought about a list, but I will just probably talk about a few albums off the top of my head that I need to come Okay, Let, let's switch to you. I've got a few fucking Well, that's hearings. one of them. Let's talk about that right now. Okay. I don't have a countdown or anything. Good. Neither no order. Really? Um, however, I will <laughs> gladly say that the number one song of the year is True North by Borknagar. Oh, okay. What a song, please. No and surprise. the video clip. I don't know if you got around to watching the music watched. video. Fuck off, eh? I'll have to repurpose I really like this it. at the end of it. Yeah, when when I first heard that song, I thought it must have been a cover or something that they were doing. It's just so like such a left field sound, I reckon. Um, certainly doesn't sound like a black metal band. Poppy as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Not about poppy, but well, catchy. Almost, I don't know. Almost rem- reminds me of a yeah, I don't know, seventies upbeat. Something. I should have said upbeat or positive upbeat. sounding. Yeah. You're not surprised me the most about it, mm. and this is the one of the joys of jamming with Ian was him saying like, "Oh yeah, he is really happy with how ICS Vortex's screams have been going this album because mm. the last time <clears throat> that he had to do all the vocals." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 what? Isn't Vintersorg doing all this mm. shit as well?" And he's like, "No, no, no, he's not in the band anymore." Funny how he knows all the trivia, everything. And then I re-listened to it through the lens of Sleet, basically. Mm. And I was like, this is fucking impressive. Yeah. Still talks a lot about painting and stuff, <laughs> which gets my gets my jimmies a bit, but pretty good, man. The last album was a real grower for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just because... It's just so... Because very unique music, I think, eh? And just the more I would hear it... the yeah, it's just so catchy that it'll just always be in my head. But then it's also got those grim sort of black metal bits mixed yeah. in and it's just very unique. Um, it is dead set cool. And like, I think with the, yeah, probably the every, probably everything being written by Vortex on this one has probably pushed that even further to the next level kind of thing and some very experimental sounding stuff but yeah. some really sick black metal parts as well. Um, fully, fully. So, yeah, that's definitely up there for me as one of the albums of the year. I'll call that an honourable mention because I just haven't given it. you you got to get me in five years' time. I'll say that's my favourite album. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a grower. Uh, you've been listening to some heavy shit in the last 12 months, eh? Mm, Was yeah, that in the last some. 12? Like, um, Go through phases as always. Carnal Forge and shit or was that the year before? Oh, great call. I would have actually forgot that that was, that was the start of 2019. 2019? Yeah. yeah, right. Certainly was. And uh, yeah, that'll definitely be up there because there are no bands really playing that style of early thrashy Swedish mellow death anymore. Pretty exciting for them to make a comeback and pretty much uh, in true Carnal Forge form, I guess. It's no better, no worse than their last couple. Um, 
think they pulled it off and also <laughs> performed it well. Good album. I listened to it solid for a couple of months. Honestly, forgot that it existed until you just mentioned it again now. Glad I did. So certainly not a long-term classic that I'd be going back to year after year, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, and hoping a few other, other other bands might follow in their footsteps. Like you look up melodic death metal now and it's just not the same. It's no. not that. Um, so, yeah, good to have – fresh to have something like that come out again. Gun to mouth salvation. Cock to mouth salvation. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll slip one in here mm, and also tell you do. about one of my albums of the year is watching a Bremelin live for mm. the first time. Off dick, man. Okay. Utterly, utterly off off dick. Yeah. At the time where Brody Bell's trying to buy me around and I said, no, I'll get you around Brody Bell. A Bremelin start playing. Fucking amazing, man. Real mm. cool. Several people there who are associated with the Berserker, which is quite funny. But... um. Yeah, such a such a sick band and wicked old school Aussie death metal. Fuck, it was good. Refreshing to see something like that. I imagine that vocalist is crushing live. Hey, so crushing. Wiry dude just doesn't stop moving. Looks like Owen circa two thousand and three. Amazing, really amazing. Was this the year that we had our little brutal death metal phase? We were starting to watch like just heaps suffocation of, and shit. Yeah, live death metal videos and stuff. Right. Regardless, that was probably a phase of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel Very like enjoyable. that was twenty eighteen, right at the end. Yeah. yeah, probably. But goddamn, that was fucking sick. And the, one of the nicest things ever was like trying to score bulk jacks um, downstairs after the show, just like drink oh. whiskey. And um, Dave Haley was back there who played for Abramelon that night. And I was like, man, what the fuck? I didn't, like I saw you on stage, but I just figured you were just like helping with something or whatever. Didn't expect to see you play. That was wicked. And he said, oh, yeah, man. Can't remember the name of the album. Whatever. Was my favourite album when I'm 14. And now I get to play it live. And I thought that is a crazy cool thing to hear from someone that I look up to, whereas like, you know, old Psychroptic for me is fucking right there with mind-blowing mm. shit. And um, Yeah, that's spun out, isn't it? Yeah, really cool. I thought that was fucking awesome. Mm. So, are they... They've released a new album, right? Have they released it? I, I don't know. Or that, I know that was on the cards. They've recorded know. it and okay. Dan Swano is mixing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Maybe which would be fucking awesome. Okay, cool. So, they're so, a thing. To, uh, to keep on the lookout for. Fuck yeah. I cannot wait to be standing there with you drinking a beer, sucking cock. That would have been watching. a good thing for Slowfest. Totally. Yeah. Is it? Oh, what was it? It was um, New Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Are they on Slayfest? No, I don't think so. Carcass is on Slayfest. Yeah, that's big. I'm playing Slayfest. <laughs> Tom Thumb should play for Slayfest. Yeah, well, there's a hornography room and there's no reason why Tom Thumb couldn't perform in that on that stage if we wanted. Let's do. Sure. Good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say something else I liked was um, that it was the year 2019 when um, all of the 12th Man discography came available on streaming services. So I've been listening to a fair bit of 12th Man throughout the year. 
<laughs> it's been really enjoyable. Getting lots of laughs. Um, yeah. Do you know, did you press play on 12th Man recently in the car when we were oh, waiting yeah, for Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was off streaming? Yeah. No way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to fucking suck your cock a small amount? Sure. New Year's Eve, life. the last bit of 2019 was discovering Test Eagles non-comprehensive oh, is now oh. on streaming. Really? And me and Bart. let me make a note of that right now. So sat that up listening, albums start to finish. Enjoy it? Oh, did I ever. Did I ever. Wow. I actually think that's how we brought in the new year. There's been rumours for ages that they'd be getting back together, but who knows. It was since 2000. So you're something that I did not get... Uh, excited about and that is super heist still releasing things oh yuck never good amazing um, but hey, i'm excited you for listen that. to the shit out of this Definitely. on the way home absolutely their whole back catalog is there is it yeah that's good is the underdog um single on there oh the single mm. yeah I, I owned it for a time did you probably got stolen off me <laughs> testing yes there. Chum. here it is what underdog I don't know if I've heard that. And I've gone to the I'm days of about. bands releasing singles with like remixes and live versions of songs and stuff. I like that, eh? Oh, so, th- oh, wow, the EP's there. Mm. That shitty album cover. Look at this. <laughs> wasn't expecting you to talk about Test Eagles on this episode. Yeah, they've got a live song. Yeah, Na Na Yaka Na Na or whatever. Mm. I used to love that. And there was a enhanced version of it. Mm. With them playing that live and it was pretty shit, but I loved it when I was fucking <laughs> 15 or something. <laughs> oh, so cool. All right. Fucking hell. Um, so do we cut the crap and talk about the new tool again or do oh, we skip yeah, out yeah, on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely a honorable mention for mm. me. Right up there for you. Oh, probably top of the pops for me. Um and more so as time goes on, I've okay. found myself listening to it more and more unexpectedly. About that cabba, why? I don't know. Just enjoying the songs, to be honest. For no apparent reason. All of them. If you listen to the first song, do mm. you go like, skip? No. Nah. Really? I feel when we had that listening party, which was one of the best nights of 2019, mm. hands fucking down. Night of the year, yeah. Including... The first part where we were listening to White Slavery by um, Typo Negative. <laughs> yeah. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, we need to do more of them nights. That's got to be an honourable mention for 2019. Mm. Just watching Tim react to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, um, when we started listening to it, I'm like, oh, fuck. It's every thing that Tool has. Let's get the tabla out. Let's have the bass with the delay. Let's have Maynard croon in there and stepping on grapes or something. Mm. You know, we did it. Heavy, blah blah blah, whatever. Bit of double kick at the end, but then the next song is Material Panuma, and holy <laughs> goddamn shit, that riff is fucking sick. Yeah, I think that's yeah the best, the best song, song, and probably widely acknowledged as just the is best it? song. Oh, I would imagine so. Okay, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, sick wouldn't surprise song. me. It is, yeah, good build ups and stuff. I initially I got annoyed at the that four chord progression in the chorusy thing. Did ya? But now I like it. It's like my favorite riff I've heard in 2019. Yeah, right. <laughs> um oh yeah, I think it was because I was saying I had that's probably possibly the only CD I bought all year. Really? Holy shit. Potentially. Um You got the $80 one, hey? Yeah. Good. Well, 
eventually got refunded from Amazon. They said, they emailed me and said, sorry that your order never arrived. We're refunding the money. Turns up in my account. I'd already got the CD in the mail. Amazing. No way of even contacting him to ask him WTF. So essentially got it for free in the end. And by no way you mean you didn't even try? I did look into it, contacting <laughs> Amazon. Uh, not that I would, you know, just I was curious to see what the fuck. I bought um, in about 2005 mm. a 10 VHS box set of Russia Blood Upon the Snow documentary from some, it was my first Amazon purchase from some joker in fucking Uzbekistan or something. And I was like, it's been like three months. I'd money ordered like 320 bucks to this prick overseas. Money order. Yeah, some old school shit. And I start and I'm emailing him. He's like, yeah, it's on the way. And then I'm like, what the fuck, man? Where is this thing? That's a fair amount of money. Looked at Amazon's stuff then and they said, you have to lodge within 90 days. And it was 89 days that I'd read that. Mm. So I immediately lodged it and he was scamming me. The first thing I ever bought on Amazon. Same thing happened with eBay in 2002. The day before I turned 18, I signed up for with uh, for an eBay account, yeah. lying about my age by one day, bought a Gangstar record from the States, never arrived. There you have it. Wild times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yowzers. A lot more to that story, but let's keep going. <laughs> Would you believe it was at the time that Danny Kerry was getting those kits made out of melted down pasty symbols mm. and that guy Jeff Oakletree, Oketree, whatever, he was making all these cast bronze snare drums out of pasty symbols and you could buy them and I was like, oh, it's so expensive. I want one. Danny Kerry uses it. Oh, the kick drum's a thousand bucks. Oh, the snare drum's 800 bucks. Oh, it's so much money. You try and buy a fucking old Kel tree because, by the way, he started ripping people off for his own business mm. and massively went under. You trying to get one of those snares now, it's going to cost you about three or four grand right. for the fucking snare and you could buy a melted cast bronze kick drum for a thousand bucks and now you can't even buy a snare. Forget about it. Anyway, Jesus. bargains with Ash. I guess on the topic of Danny Carey, just a quick acknowledgement of his performance on that album as a 60-year-old man. <clears throat> Definitely the highlight of that. Um, suck off and fuck off. Are you happy to be watching him? Very so, excited about that, yeah. I forgot all about it. Valentine's Day or thereabouts? Was it March? When is Valentine's Day? I don't even know. It's Feb? Yeah, yeah. Or thereabouts? I don't even know. Soon. The coming months and also the arriving months. That's going to be really good, watching him specifically. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. Highlight of 2019 is spending $300 on tour tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, reason I was talking about the CD was because they the CD has all the filler tracks cut out of it for some reason, Weird which I initially thought was gay because it's like, no offence to you, Ash. <laughs> Um, this podcast has changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I like the album as a whole. And I did I like all the filler tracks. I thought they were cool and stuff. But just having a disc in the car, hold the pork by the bone, and just going from like song to song. 
It's just been a really pleasurable listening experience. That is amazing. And do you mm. think it's a limitation of the format, CD? Could be, probably. Wasn't it like an hour and nine minutes yeah. or something dumb yeah, like it was really long and also. <laughs> um, yeah, because some of that stuff was cool. But come on, mate, when you've got 12 minute songs and let's face it, they're all the same riffs the whole way through mm. every song for 12 minutes. Yes, we've all heard fucking summoning before. <laughs> but you don't need filler tracks between that shit. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like Tom Thumb should remove the samples to get on streaming. Want to mm. pick your brain about that. Mm. Is 2020 the year we stop giving a fuck about streaming? We, us too, or we as a society? Tom Thumb. I don't think Tom Thumb care. Okay. More broadly. That being said, like... Cabra and Ash. Mm. Next Claim of Throne album, do we host it or do we do a one-off? We just chuck it out. Don't know. That could be a whole podge in itself. Mm. I feel like Chicken tonight. Y- you could do it. But you'd have to be someone that people give a fuck about and we are certainly not those people. Yeah, we're not. Because the problem with not putting Tom Thumb on there, I, I know we don't care, which is great, and that's the idea. But, but it doesn't no allow, one ever hears it. Yeah, and Razor Ray can't stream it and earn us three cents a year off it. Yeah. I will say one thing, and that's some of the most hilarious things I've read are people complaining about Spotify royalties and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm like, you fucking dumb pricks signed an agreement in the 70s where all of your hard work gets paid for. So you get free fucking vodka and oranges while you're in the studio for eight months and then your one shitty song comes out, sells a billion copies, but the label gets everything. And then 35 years later, you get 8 million streams a day because you're Bruce Springsteen. And then your fucking triangle player doesn't get royalties and they're like angry about it. And it's like, you would have got paid more money than all of my bands combined Mm. have ever got paid for that one fucking day in the studio. And you're whinging about royalties. Same with like Slipknot and shit and like all that bullshit. And it's like, you guys never would have been big if you didn't get signed to some fucking label Mm. who paid for everything for you. Like... Hashtag marketing, marketing, marketing. It's the devil's piss, but it is the thing that gets you to be a in a job as a muso or whatever. Yeah. You know? Another like five or ten years, I'm really interested to see bands like once all these, you know, quote unquote headlining superstar bands drop off the perch. Who steps up to become these big name bands? Because when you've got 10 quadrillion bands on Spotify, how the fuck are you supposed to stand out when you don't have, you know, label back and this shit doesn't matter anymore? You know, Dr. Drake or whatever is just doing one song every fucking six weeks or something and that's instead of an album. The album format is dead and all that bullshit. There is only so many times you can drip your balls (laughs) into a ladle and start talking about wiping down a fucking Chevy with your asshole before people stop giving a fuck. Like when we, as 35-year-old men, speaking for some of us in the room, can shit out an album, you know, in a couple of weeks, 
in no time people are not going to give a fuck about anything and just be recording all their own shit. Music already is flooded, but it's going to take off like crazy. And no one's going to care about anything anymore. Mm. And it's just like a mass, it already is, but it's going to be a mass commodity and mm. who gives a fuck? Like, who just gives a shit anymore? I don't know. Things are going to change, man. Yeah. There's no, every, everyone crowdfunding and combing their hair on TV and stuff like that. You know who I'm talking about. You know, like we, yeah, you know, we need to fucking, our fans to pay for our music. You, you remember there was that thing, this is again from Bobby O, one of the goddamn uh, feeding services went bust last year and yeah. then a lot of people had pledged and then their pledge money didn't go to the artist because the company went bankrupt. But then the artist didn't pay up because they never got the money. And they're like, yeah, no shit, dickheads. So they want you to pay for all their shit before they even write this album. Where it's like, you wanted the Tool album, you bought it, but it already existed. But it's not feasible for any band to go and press up 50. I've got 300 Claim of Thrones CDs in the room next door. That doesn't work either. How about this one for you? Where have Winter Sun gone since went getting all that crowd feeding? That's what I'd like to know about it. Mm. You follow Yari at all? No, not really. Yari did a pickup test where he went through 12 different pickups in his guitar. In the guitar that he doesn't play live anymore because he's mm. now just a vocalist, where did he get the money? In the background of that video, he's got like a set of Neumann monitors and a set of barefoot, which are about 15, 20 grand a pair for the cheapest ones, a set. So all of that is bought with the crowdfunding. Where's the album? Yeah. I thought you were doing time too. What's going on? Like we all knew that. That was what the uproar was at the start. Big Winter Sun fan, massive grower of an album that Forest oh, Seasons. I, actually, I've listened to that several times this year and cummed the jock each time. Amazing. I think it's totally sick. Love Winter Sun, go and do what you do. But crowdfunding as an idea, I mean, that's a great illustration of it. We all we all love those guys, but we just want to see them play and see them release music, but they're not yeah. doing it. Have Nia Bliviscaris done anything in the last two years? Mm, I think they have another album mm. coming out of some shit and right. they've done a bit of touring. And stuff. Yeah, cool. Have I heard about it? What about the other 50 million bands that are exactly. out streaming at the moment? Yeah. Exactly. I haven't even watched the film clip to True North yet, let alone <laughs> heard the new fucking whatever. Ah, <sighs> oh, fuck. Have you heard the new Mayhem album? <sighs> Tell me all about it now. <laughs> I like it a lot. Not not a massive Mayhem fan or anything. Are you a fan of the album Chimera? Uh, by Mayhem? Uh, Fan is a big word, but yeah, I thought that was probably that's, that's good. compare it to that. Not Death Crush because that's a shitty no. pussy little. Thing. I would say, if anything, it's almost kind of like the De Mysterious era, but more modern sounding, with a mix of some Chimera and stuff. Probably more so along that, but I don't know. There's there's quite a few songs over ten, all pretty fucking ruthless. Is it black metal or is it? Like black and death. Black. Black sale. And cool. evil as fuck. Uh, and I generally, oh, it reminds me. I think I was listening to it because I did watch that 
fucking movie. Um, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yeah, whatever it's called, Lords of Chaos. Yeah, yeah. Actually enjoyed the is movie. That good? Yeah, I think watch. it is. I would watch it. As much as I think that entire scene is a fucking joke, and and and, <laughs> and yeah, I kind of hate the whole history of it. But that being said, enjoyable movie. Good to know the history of where fucking black metal has been. And anyway, so Sick. long story short, I think Mayhem is still doing a really good job at making a fucking brooding, relentless black metal. Real pop and bass, by the way. Finally. And not, um, not trem bass, like single pick notes that stand out from the, the tremmy guitars. Did we all forget that there's only one Alex Webster in the world? <laughs> like, you know, um, like we just listened to Jesse's new fucking songs before. She's like, oh, it's pretty slow, guys. Like, that's fucking awesome. Be slow. Be slow. Because what I think what's happened over the last few years is bands are trying to like, well, the kicks have got to be at fucking... X amount of BPM a second and so does the bass and so does the guitar and so does everything's got to be fucking fast and extreme and man, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be at all to to be heavy or to be impactful or anything like that and especially with bass, I think if you play like at half time, it's probably is more mm. heavy, you know? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's I just tend, me. I tend to agree. You know, people used to do weird shit like put chorus on bass and stuff like that and would really pop through and be interesting. Well, I'd love to hear that sort of shit again. Mm. I'm just so I'm so bored with what people think is heavy. I won't say who, but mm. oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Mm. I've seen a few, yeah, like top 10 album lists and stuff this year and a few people will have... There'll be a certain few new Brutal Death bands that'll get name dropped quite a lot and they'll appear on a lot of lists. And I'll listen to a few of them and just go, that's fine, it's good, but how, honestly, how does that stand out against all the other stuff that's coming out? It's just the same shit. The vocals sound slightly different maybe. I don't know. A new death metal album to me would be would really need to stand out, I think. In, I don't know, like even that Hate Eternal one. Was that this year? Oh, one yeah. that really that was last grabbed year. us by the nuts. That was fucking old school, though. Yeah. That was hectic. God, I'm going to listen to that tomorrow. There's a few bands now that are going with, like, the death sound, as in the band Death, yeah. and combining that with, like, the modern fucking fast as fuck playing and <laughs> stuff. And, yeah, it's cool. Good on them, I guess, but... Whatever. Yeah, whatever. There's that much... Shit around now, just I don't know. I, I just want to hear a good band with substance, and I don't know. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. It's kind of like um, listening to the song called Jägermeister by oh, Corbett Klein. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> As was I. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, oh, like, look, uh, <sighs> at least they're doing their thing, <laughs> whatever that is, and I definitely do not like it. You want me to talk about something that you'll be surprised I'm talking about? Yeah. Bit of a hornography shout out here, but Doom Cave. Okay. Listen to the last one, start to finish. Yeah. Something different. Mm -hmm. Definitely something different. 
very inspired by things. Don't very get hated. me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, very inspired by things. But I was intrigued the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear anyone really else. It's kind of reminded me of if Moon Sorrow, not Moon Sorrow, sorry, um, Mirror Throne mm. were more influenced by Dimmu Borgia yeah, or right. something like that. So it's pretty one man bandy sounding. Um, but it's cool and yeah. different. You know yeah. what I mean? And I listened, I actually listened to it start to finish while I was painting my chair out the back there. <laughs> You know, and I was like, cool, man. This is fucking cool. That's an example of someone just doing something because yeah, he wants exactly. to. And 100%. he's just getting shit done and not wasting his time dilly-dallying about yeah. just being productive. Yeah. Good cunt. Um, yeah, man. Excellent dude. In terms of albums that were really different sounding, New Opeth. Oh. Just doing their thing. One comment from the gig. Doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, I guess. Nice hat. <laughs> he wore a Mask of Zorro hat yeah. the whole gig. Didn't give two fucking fucks at all. Tone was sick. Everyone played amazingly. Yes. What was the number one bustle of 2018 mm. or whatever? Whatever that Opeth song was, yeah. That fucking Opeth song. At, when they started playing it, I was like, Great playing this fucking song again and then they kick into it such a sick song it is the fucking one of their best songs i really mm. like it what is it called the sorceress oh yeah yeah great song i can't believe i was saying i like that song mm. new album i was in lax waiting for a flight to see jim and my friend aaron texted me and said i'm loving the new opeth so i mm. sat down and took time to listen to it on a transit flight and i was like this is Pretty cool. Did not listen to it again. Mm. And then watched the gig, listened to one song again, which I told you about, mm. and it stunned me. Oh, Opeth are now like recording and sounding like musicians in a room. That's really cool. That's all I got. Yeah, okay. Nice hat. Yeah. Did you I haven't listened to it enough. I pr- pretty much stopped listening to Opeth when they started this new style of music. Yeah, not in 2001. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, that's not still life, basically. Um, <laughs> not because I hated that they were doing it. It just didn't, it wasn't my thing. So. Do you like Blackwater Park? Yeah. 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 But still life is Moonlap's Vertigo. Yeah. Still life for me, only just because, I don't know, that was the first one that really grabbed me, I guess. Yeah, and also by the bone. Enjoyed. Um. So, but yeah, I like that they're just still doing that shit. And I would say, I don't know, the sound of this latest one to me kind of sounded the most authentic, I guess, of the last few. Not that I've given them a heavy time of day, but whatever. Anyway, that's enough. Yeah, heavy flow. Um, and fucking whatever. Let me just try and kick a few out. Drutk. <laughs> you knew I wanted to talk about that just yep. like every fucking Go year when they release another it. album. That was a really good one, as they all are every year without fail. Yep. McGlar, you other one there? I didn't listen to it. That's also really good. Pretty much sounds exactly like the last one, which is essentially a, a good thing. thing. But it makes me think. We rip on a band like Tool for taking 15 years to release an album and then it sounds just like the last one. <laughs> yeah. 
at all these cunts are releasing an album every year and they all sound exactly the same, but they're all good and no one ever complains about it because it is what it is and it's good for a reason um, and it's enjoyable to listen to. But that being said, a lot of them don't really jump out from the previous one because they're exactly the fucking same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Black Helm, honourable mention. Good one, yeah. Kind of forgot that existed as well. Yep. Wish I'd listened to it more. New King. Also very good. Need to listen to it. Who personally. are you? Um, fucking doing your research. On the fucking yeah, pilsa. I forgot all it, all these things. Mm. New King, really good. Yeah, that Black Helm one, definitely worth listening to. Yep. Same guitarist, so. Mm. There you go. Suck off and fuck off. He's had a busy year. He has. Um. No power metal grabbed me this year. At really? least no new power metal. Wow, that's a There's a few bands that I started listening to of old bands that Jim and the like used to listen to that I didn't quite keep up with. And I enjoy a lot of that older stuff a lot more than, yeah, yeah new right. shit. Um, Any folk metal grab you this year? Positively, not negatively? Um, Were there, there any was that like- one Finster Force. I don't know if that was from the previous year, but yeah, not, nothing that great. No, I don't think so. Tell you what, I am more keen than ever to hear Sleet's top fucking albums. Mm. I cannot wait. He didn't want to this year though, right? Last year was the last time. I said he's going to just scale it back a bit, but you know Sleet. He's just going to have all these shoegaze black metal bands. Yeah, yeah. The new bands with real funny names. Panopticon will be in there. I haven't really listened to that enough yet. Hasn't that, didn't that, is that out? The new one? Or the he had a split, didn't he? It was just I don't even know. We'll need us like that. Whatever. Can't wait. So, so our year in review began with some of the most fucking prolific podcasting we've ever done (laughs) because I had a few weeks off from the fact that we interviewed Al, we did a bustle cast, we did a sleet cast and we did, Fathering Wheel Listening Party at the start of the year. Fathering Wheel's still not out, by the way. God damn. <laughs> New Year's me. resolution. Yeah, kill me, cunt. Mm. But um, this year, same thing. I've already juiced Al up and also asked him to be on the show this mm. month. So hopefully Dr. Alien Smith can talk about his new fucking dirt box. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And also the new and pedal he's, he's got. Yeah. Um, I've talked to Sleet. He's ready for a bit of a catch-up. Okay. I've talked to the TJ Bustle stuff. Mm, of course. I He's think keen on a few more themed. The fade watches. out cast. Yeah, We've got to the do fade it. Fade in cast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll line them all up for January. Man. I think he wanted to go over all our previous bustle casts and have a best of bustle best cast. Of. Like oh, a, fuck off. You know, we like need a, to do another 10 bustle casts. Like a round before. robin of playoffs until you get to the grand finalist. I'm telling you, back 12 months ago, I found a fade out. That was oh that was the other one the surprise bustle cast so like where a whole song goes I know Sleet's got a few of these and suddenly it just breaks into a bustle so I found a bustle that is a surprise bustle and it's a fade out so right at the end of a song it just kicks into a bustle and then the song just fades out immediately wow yeah I know so I've been hanging out and also no. been waiting for this time <laughs> all right. Consider it done. I think we do that, yeah. yeah. Perfect room for it and perfect time. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah, we can invite them over 
after we write entire albums. Absolutely. Can we um, go out with a song? Maybe like New Mayhem or something? Something that would interest me. Mm. What's tickling your little balls there? Your wrinkly um, little balls. Can we just play something that we haven't even discussed and not even from last year? Tell me. <coughs> or are we oh, I was later? listening to um, Marduk's World Funeral today and enjoying it a lot. 